And we are live on Being Human, live on LinkedIn, live on YouTube with my now regular guest, uh, Tom van der Lube from uh, Vizi in Holland. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Richard. It's a, it's a delight to have you in the midst of um, what is a sobering time for many. Uh, you reached out to me and I, I thought we'd talk, uh, yeah, we could talk a little bit about the, the practicalities of how Vizi is responding to you and then perhaps the broader implications of what this situation that we might might we now find ourselves in might mean for uh, the world of business and perhaps society at large so yeah let's start with it with how are you responding how how busy is responding right now um yeah very good question um uh, since quite a long time ago we thought that uh, we should have a recession scenario but we didn't think about the coronavirus so so there's a recession um, playbook, so to say, already around. And then if you already have thought about what you have to do in a certain situation, it's much easier to react when the situation is there. And um, uh, I was I was interviewed qu quite a lot the last uh, couple of days or last week because we immediately also started to share our experiences on, on social media about this. Uh, and you just see that a lot of people are just totally paralyzed and don't really don't know how to get their company uh, running, so to say. And we are just 24 hours, everything was working just normally, remote, everything at home. So wow, so, 24. Well, yeah. Well, let's start with that. How how are you able to respond so quickly? Uh, so we started. Let's say, I mean, this is the f the first day of the second week in the Netherlands. And uh, let's say last week on Monday, uh, the weekend before, we already had a crisis team in place, uh, which we set up the, the week before. So uh, that's a little bit more than a week and a half or two weeks ago, so to say. And there we just, we just had a kind of hierarchy of steps. So first we said there should be a crisis team, but what should be the focus of the crisis team? And then you end up with the stakeholder discussion and we said, okay, it should be people first crisis team. So we took people the people first. first team because the focus always should be on the humanity of the whole crisis. That's first. And, 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 and then we have the, the second part is how do you organize this? It's about liquidity, about your processes, uh, rhythm, meetings, online stuff, etc. And the third part was because we already thought about this, could a crisis be also a rich chance for us? Uh, I mean, it's very difficult to use the phrase "never waste a good crisis" because this is a horrible crisis and it will harm it will harm a lot of uh, people and especially weaker people in society. So, but a crisis always means that there is a, ch a chance of doing things better, to fasten innovation. And, and the question is, who, who really has the stuff in place and organized uh, to, um, yeah, to win relatively to competitors? Right, right. Um, so this is people, people first. So talk, talk, talk to me a little bit then about how that imperative to make people first has driven your decision making over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, what you what you already see and what you will see in the next coming weeks is that if you talk about stakeholders, the question is who is really first. So just take the opposite. 
people, companies who are shareholder driven, they will lay off people immediately because they want Just to seeing show that already, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they want to show their shareholders that they are reacting in a really strong way. Uh, from our point of view, it's exactly the wrong method. Uh, but if you have thought about this before, you can analyze this and you can say, okay, if you take crisis from the past, who were the winners of those crises? And the interesting thing is, and also a very positive thing is that companies who reacted in a human way and put their people first, they always were in the long term the winners. Never the shareholder value-driven companies. And that's, and that's very good news, probably for everybody who's listening to your podcast. So being human in a crisis really pays out in the long term. That it shouldn't be the reason to act like that, but at least it's it's very good uh, it's very good news because if you would say I want to be a human focused employer, but but I think that from an economic point of view it doesn't make sense, then you would have a conflict of interest, but you don't have a conflict of interest. So if you are human centrized, if you put your people first in your company, you can even argue from an economic point of view that it's the better strategy. And yeah. in normal times, this is also the case, but in crisis, it becomes much more, uh, I mean, you see it immediately because people, what people dislike a lot, if that if you have a crisis situation, people want to have solidarity much more than in normal times. In normal times, it's very difficult to argue that you should uh, uh, take care of the weaker uh, let's say people are in a weaker position, etc. In a crisis, and you see this on social media already, if people lay off, if, if companies lay off people, you get a kind of shitstorm. Yeah, 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 yeah. People don't like that. People want, people want, because people are humans, people want to have solidarity. And people expect that the, the, those companies who are, are in strong positions, so the more uh, let's say possibilities people or companies have to take care of their people, the more society will expect this to happen. Yeah. And, and I think that, yes. And you said, and for those companies that this is already part of their culture, they're going to find it much easier to respond in a tone, which is, or in a way that is accepted by the populace right now, um, because it, it will be their, their natural inclination. Yeah, and the first and the first thing, if, if you have thought about this before, it's not it's not the shareholder who, who is dominating the crisis team. So if you have thought this before and already have analyzed uh, what also would make sense for 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 a strategy, you can just you can just uh, just write down the steps you have to take. Uh, so the first step is then if you just do it very practically. So we did a big town hall. Uh, last Thursday uh, for the company uh, and, and, and we just explained uh, how our strategy uh, was done. Uh, so first we did just the structure and rhythm and offline uh, remote working and this, so everything was in place and then with Thursday we did a big uh, town hall, everything was online. Uh, it was also filmed for instance so uh, that, that, that people who who couldn't make it were still able to listen to this afterwards. So, and this is something you really have to think about this before. And then we said, okay, we explained the strategy and said, okay, we are all we are in this together. And the only thing, the only really priority we have is 
to see each other, let's say in three months time, everybody still in good health, hopefully nobody really harmed in our, let's say families, etc. That's the main goal, full stop. So we're not going to lay off anybody. And then we explained how we're going to do this. And then we said, okay, it's everybody has the question, how much money do we have in the company? Is this enough? And then we took the worst case scenario. So we didn't say, let's just start. And then that's because it's in crisis management, what, what happens on, on the level of society at the moment, that every day there is a message which is worse than the message yesterday. And, and, and that doesn't work. So you take the worst case scenario and we said, okay, let's just assume it's the crisis takes three months, for instance. And we wouldn't have any revenue at all. And then we said, okay, how much money do we have? How much money do we need? We're going to solve this as shareholders, for instance. So we're discussing as shareholders how much money, I mean, we have enough liquidity, but just just to show that 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 we are totally secure that it won't be any problem at all. So everybody can just work on all the topics they normally don't have time for if we wouldn't have any clients, if we wouldn't. The funny thing is that we just had normal revenues last week. We just have the normal amount of appointments this week. It's incredible. Why? Because people felt totally trusted. They feel secure. So they act like that. So we have the second point is then this liquidity. And then we said, okay, there's enough money that if we don't have any revenues the next three months, uh, there's, there's no problem at all. And then we even could raise more money let's say from our people, et cetera, or we could ask who is able to uh, just to say, okay, I don't need my salary for one month or some, something. So it's about solidarity. It's not about take an Excel sheet and 10% has to leave the company, hire and fire. And this discussion normally you also have, but now solidarity is much more important. Yeah. And that's interesting that you said that, right? By eliminating the fear, people are not, you know, they're not scrabbling around wondering if they're going to have a job. They're not distracted by fear and they're able to get on their, their jobs and you're seeing normal business. I mean, that's extraordinary. And it's interesting. Last week, we already had immediately in the beginning of the week or, or in, uh, immediately this turnaround because our m most negative, our worst case scenario was that we had to no pay normal taxes, normal social security, we, and we we didn't count in in this hour scenario any help of the government and then and then every measure of the government which came which is exactly the opposite strategy oh we are going to reserve so much money and then two days later it's not enough it's already all the companies already have applied for this so every next measure from the government which is for their strategy i would say hmm, it's not their worst case scenario is a positive message for us because people said, for instance, last week already, oh, um, our scenario is much better because uh, we get support from the government or we don't have to pay taxes or we don't have to pay social security, which is a very strange thing. So in the outside world, a message is negative, for us it's positive. Then people said, oh, I still have clients who want to uh, an appointment. So because we said, we will have in our worst case scenario, no clients at all. So it's very interesting. So that even if you have no clients and then somebody says, okay, 
oh, my client still wants to talk to me. And then at the end of the week, I got the, I got the numbers on Saturday. We had the same amount of appointments we have normally, which doesn't mean that we 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 will say or also said this will slow down in the next weeks. But now people said, for instance, okay, let's just uh, contact our clients from the past because there's a fear of that uh, interest rates go up and we have. And the clients already approached and say, okay, perhaps this, perhaps I should have a talk to you, and see if it's if I have to change the loan and go to another bank. And the first people, the first advisors already said, my clients are approaching me, uh, uh, so recurring clients. And then we said, okay, let's just analyze our 7,000 clients from the past. Can we do this in an automatic way? So we are we are installing software, and then and then, and then we can say, okay, everybody will call his own clients. Can we help you? So we already are in a positive, uh, let's say, dynamic, which is very strange because if you close down your notebook at the end of the day, you turn out the television. It's horror. Yeah, it's a horrible situation because you are, <clears throat> you all have this negative, negative um, uh, news. Yeah, yeah, and and that really reinforces the point here that by focusing on the people by putting people's minds to rest by getting people into a, I suppose, into a trusting state of mind, you're ultimately taking care of your financial performance, but it's only by putting your people first. And the people are much better. So performance goes up. Why? Because people are so motivated to contribute to, to the whole team. So, so a colleague of us who makes videos, he made a video, just to help his colleagues, how how do they have to install themselves uh, when they when they do uh, calls on with video with their with their clients? Nobody nobody asked him to do this, and then and then he sent it internally. He said, okay, I just took some time, and everybody said it's a brilliant video. Just put it online. So so this this empowerment, and it's also a very good sign also for for self organization. So in in big companies, people were discussing. If they could take a screen from their office at home, because they don't trust their people, uh, or they get a whole uh, uh, manual how to behave and what they have to do with their calendars, and we we said we have three categories of of uh, colleagues. One category is the category of people who have partners who work in hospital or for the police or the army, and and we took the decision which is very normal because it's in our DNA, we said, we don't expect anything from you. Take care of your children. Your wife is in hospital. So you don't have to do anything. If you would like to, you can do so, but just solve it in the team. So I really don't know what the research people have. I only know which people have, uh, let's say, partners who work in the hospital because we have two or, or three who are working in the hospital. And we have one colleague who is working for the police and one colleague or let's say partner of our our colleagues and one is in the army and we just said okay just we just expect that those people will have to uh help and 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 be on the street and and or be in the hospitals so those five colleagues would just say okay they don't have to do anything then we have the second category of those people like me who have children and a partner who also has to work and we just said okay from a private point of view, 
people will only be able to work 50% because you are able to work 50% and then the other day of the or the other part of the day you have to take care of the children and which is i find sometimes even more uh difficult than than working for the company so let's say having this call with you and just hoping that my two little boys won't come in or make a huge noise that's 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 really really difficult and yeah, and yeah, that yeah. that happens and then the third category are those people who are let's say single or don't have children and just can work normally 100%. And this is solved in those teams. I really don't know how they are operating. But just telling somebody who has a partner who is working in hospital, you don't have to work at all. We don't expect anything from you. That creates an enormous rest. And what do people, they say, Okay, I will just sit when the children are at bed and, and let me just do stuff to support my colleagues. So it's also for the morale of the of the whole team. It's a huge huge booster. I mean the the circumstances are, are terrible. Uh but but what happens in a kind of uh let's say team environment for the culture it's 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 and especially all those people around talk to their friends, uh where where in a lot of uh companies people are really treatly treated yeah how shall i put this in a very diplomatic way not that that well uh so so people also have a, a very good possibility of seeing the differences how 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 people are are treated in companies yeah that's right and i think that's one of the things that this this will reveal it's uh yeah that the strength the strength of the human capital that the, the companies like yours have where there's very high trust cultures self-organized cultures we're going to see them able to respond in a more humane way in a way that's more econ economically advantageous in a way that's more flexible to the circumstances uh, i had one example of uh walgreens in the u.s they've outsourced a lot of their work to india and mm -hmm. a lot of those indian colleagues have been sent home but they're unable to work from home. They can't. They don't have laptops. They don't have anything. So that. Yeah. So that. But you can imagine in a self-organized environment where such a thing happens. You know, people will be trusted, right, to solve their own solutions, right. So, so this ability to be resilient is 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 highly impaired in low in low trust cultures. I, I just give you one one practical example, which which uh, is an actual example uh, in a lot of countries. We said to our people when they when they uh, when the last when when people took their their computers home, we said, if your partner needs an extra screen or computer, just take another one home. In in other companies, people were discussing which paper they had to fill out, and then it took too long, and then and then and then afterwards the whole companies were closed down for compliance reasons, and people just just are sitting at home now with their private laptops. Uh, which are not secured from a data point of view. So it's it's because and and I, I just said uh, we we don't care at all. I mean take take as much as stuff. I mean you have to you have to check and and you have to discuss this. But we just we just announced if your if your if your partner needs an extra screen etc. Just just tell us because we'll organize it. You can just take one from us. No. Yeah. Before we came on air, you were talking about the responses some, from some other examples of, of, let's say, progressive companies or high trust cultures, self-organizing cultures. 
Um, what else are you seeing out there in terms of responses from other like-minded companies? Yeah, I saw, uh, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, Saturday a, w- um, a week ago. Uh, I already expected this to happen. It was uh, Patagonia. And they uh, announced that they would close down all their, uh, I, I, I think, uh, their their shops, but also uh, their their factory. I'm not quite sure. And they said, we'll pay, we'll just continue to pay everybody, uh, but we'll close we'll close down. Uh, and they put it on our on their website, etc. And it was it was immediately picked up by social media. So so you have this kind of uh, litmus test or or acid test. It's it's a huge possibility for for everybody to see which companies treat their people in what way, uh, and, and then people can decide. And I already do this, for instance. Uh, there was also the message, a negative message of Amazon in, in Spain, where the warehouse where people were were sick and they didn't close the warehouse. I mean, you can argue that it's very important, etc. But we just know also from the past how they treat their people. So and in, in a normal situation where you don't have a crisis, I o- also have a list of companies. I just don't buy anything. So uh, the positive example is, is Patagonia, but there is just a list and everybody should make this list for her or himself. I try at the moment to shop around at the small shops in the neighbor uh, in let's say in, in where I live uh, and, and and I try to avoid to buy online uh, at, at at the big companies I mean Amazon just announced that they hire hundred thousand people and it was seen as a kind of I don't know if it's seen as a positive message but it's and I just okay that means that hundred thousand people uh, at, at very small shops around the corner they are losing their jobs. And that's where people should act on. Mm. And and if you just see also, let's say, the reactions of of people, people just don't like this. So people like strong companies to behave in a social way when there is a crisis. That's what people right. expect. Yeah. Well, it, that's not necessarily true, is it? That just because Amazon increased their workforce... It doesn't necessarily mean, right, that small shops are going out of business. Yeah, in the in the end, in the end, it is. I mean, it's not very difficult to combine those two. Uh, um, so, because, for instance, also a lot of a lot of small shops, they don't have the possibility of switching to the online business. But, but it's a very, let's say, people are, are selling flowers around the corner. Then you just see they have to close down. Uh, or, or people who grow those flowers, and now they try to install online models as fast as possible just to be able to have an alternative way of selling their flowers which they grow mm. and, and you you see those examples around everywhere but i mean I, when i buy a book and i'm not talking about ebooks so perhaps it's not a good example but i just see as long as i'm allowed to go outside i see that just people from a bookstore just have a sign and say okay if you want to have a book we still you can still order by email and and we send it we send it uh through mail, I mean that's more complicated for me than than if I would let's say go on a huge platform and order it there. So yeah. so, but it, let's say I mean I also can understand for convenience reasons, etc. That 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 you don't have time and then you want to just order, let's say at a certain company all your stuff, but but you you can just see how do people really behave. 
is 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 the is the starting point. Uh, I feel responsible for the people in our company, or or are they just resources? And and yeah. these are topics we also talked about in the past. And 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 in the, in a kind of shareholder value driven way of thinking, people are resources. And you you can need them or you don't need them. There's there's no commitment to human beings. Yeah, and I think that's the underlying principle here. So so I think this is for me it's less about big company, small company. Because for example, here in the UK we have examples of small corner shops where they're selling hand sanitizer for for ten pounds, right? For whatever that is, like fifteen yeah. euro. Yeah. To, to, right. So these are small companies, and in this case, it's their customers. And that there's no spirit of solidarity with their customers. That's they're right, seeing their yeah. customers as a resource, and and they're seeing them as a as a you know as a as a, as a way, to, right? And and um, and, but equally, we've got large companies like Patagonia, right? I think it's a, is it, didn't it recently hit a billion dollars in revenue, right? Who are being extremely you know humane in their response. Uh, so it's also, so it's that's, also you can even take Apple. Apple also did the same like Patagonia did. I mean, they have so much money, so you can say mm, it's easy for them to do so, but still. Others, others wouldn't. And so there's something about positive also about Apple. It's exactly the same like Patagonia. So it's not, it's not about let's say small and big. Um, uh, it's 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 a little bit more uh, let's say um, uh, diverse. Uh, but let's say everybody has common sense to to value what is happening around. And 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 that's the only thing I the only point I want to make that that let's say in normally. In, if you if you have also this discussion about no assholes, if you don't have a crisis, if you talk about no assholes, everybody says, mm, what do you really mean? In a crisis, everybody knows immediately what assholes are. So yeah, we know who the assholes are. If you yeah, if you if you go to a grocery, I I didn't I didn't buy a lot of toilet paper, for instance, because I said no, I'm not going to do this, and then there was no toilet paper anymore. And then a couple of days later, there was toilet paper again. But people are fighting in shops about toilet paper. It's not about let's share. No, eh? who's first? I'm first. Eh? This is also this American first approach. I mean, Trump tried to to get this vaccine, which in Germany, and said, "Can I have it ex exclusively for my own people?" I mean, so you have it on all levels. You have on all levels. You have the assholes, and you have the people who are. Who, who know what solidarity means. So a crisis is a good example to get, I wouldn't say to get rid of uh, the assholes, but at least to know who are the assholes are. So the crisis as this one is a litmus test or an acid test. So everybody knows, can immediately see what color or am I an asshole or am I not an asshole? Am I, let's say, do you get the label solidarity or do I get the label I don't care about the others. It's me first, and I don't care about the rest. And you have it on all levels. And because there's a lot of pressure in an in an in an, in a crisis, people don't have the time to really think about diplomatic moves. So if you just take the example of the vaccination uh, of the medicine in Germany of Trump, I mean, this is probably the most extreme example we have seen until now about about his presidency. You ask a company in Germany to get it exclusively for your own people. I mean, that's America first uh, uh, to the max. Yeah. Thank you yeah, very much. Hmm. Yes. 
And, and I think that one of the reasons, because I suspect that there's this tendency to um, behave in selfish ways when we're feeling fearful is, is in all of us. And so what is it special about the type of culture that Vizzy is creating or these other... It, the, there's something about these these trusted links, you know, these relationships, the nature of the conversations that's become so embedded in the way that people operate that I, I imagine that that tendency to act selfishly gets checked quite quickly. Am I right there? Like pe pe people sort of feel that, that, that they're social ties in such a way that they would feel inhibited, inhibited to act in that way. Yeah, it's, it's a kind, it becomes DNA. Eh? I mean, people who know about habit uh, and if you research on habit, you have to do it again and again. So, if you say people first, people first, I mean, I mean, there are so many articles around and it's always people first and people always said, yeah, but why are clients second? I mean, I, I think at the moment I don't have to explain. Uh, so uh, also, I even don't have to explain to people who used to be shareholder value oriented. I, I also said in the past, it's the end of shareholder value capitalism. It's, it's just over now. And everybody says, oh, that's really bold statement. And then the 200 CEOs of, of, of the US had this declaration. I think if you just say shareholder capitalism, the way we did it, or we're laying off people and not caring for each other, this way of capitalism has really topped. Uh, probably you can read in every newspaper every day at the moment, because really people are fed up with this, with this lacking of solidarity. How many articles are written about people who work in hospitals, about teachers, about about Really, people are solving the shit and normally treat it in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a very undecent way. And now people said, and now, now people applaud in all those countries for people working in hospitals and etc. And normally they have to fight for pay rises or for equipment or, or other stuff, etc. And now everybody says, oh, we're so thankful, we're so thankful. It's, it's a hypocrisy which is unbearable. But, but now, so. The question always is, do we, what do we learn from that? Are we really changing our society? Are we really make a list and say, okay, we really made a really bad mistake. We really treated people working in hospitals in, 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 in treating elderly people, uh, uh, teachers, etc. I mean, there are videos around of, 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 of um, let's say, good luck parents we we only know you from 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 this let's say two times a year you explain me as a teacher how we should do it please tell me after one week how how well you are teaching your children i mean all those videos are around now but are we really able to be honest and say okay we really have to discuss the way we act together as a society and people are really important in a society are not those people behind the screens. Uh, these are the teachers, the people who work in hospitals, policemen, the firemen. And those people, they even they have a probably three times higher risk of getting the virus at the moment. Those people are working 24 hours in hospitals. <clears throat> it's, 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 and really, let's try to put this on the agenda. I mean, and they are so humble that they don't say, which they say from the financial industry normally would be, they would say, um, shall we shall we just solve our salary issue in all those countries before we go to the intensive care? I mean, they're just too decent to do this. Just take other industries. They just say they go on strike and say, no, no, I'm, we are so important. 
let's let's first try to solve our salary issue and then I will come back, etc. They're just yes, but I, well, I think they're too decent. But I also think coming back to the culture in which they're in, right? I, you know, I, I, these are people who are working in highly purpose-driven organizations. They're yeah. often working in very high trust teams. Um, they're relying on each other in a way that um, we don't perhaps in other sectors. So they, they, they've created these organizations that bring out the best in our human spirit. It, it's not like yeah, if I'm a doctor, I'm some kind of inherently a better person somehow. I think a lot of this has to do, I mean, maybe you are because you're, you know, that's the question, right? No, you're drawn to that profession in the first place. But there's certainly something about uh, the, the culture that these people exist in. But the funny thing is, we you ask is part of our DNA. Yes, it is. So our people always got a small book, and I think it's not translated in English into English. And I, perhaps I even mentioned it in another podcast. It's about why, uh, let's say, people who get the garbage should earn more than bankers. And everybody who starts at our company gets this book. And always, everybody said, mm, "Why?" And I also give, go, gave this book to people from the financial industry when I had meetings. And then last week, my colleague said, Tom, perhaps now people understand where this book is about. Because I always said, the financial industry, but it's also for other uh, sectors, we are overpaid and we should be more humble towards the people who do the, really, the, the real jobs, so to say. And it doesn't mean that it's say, helping people to get a mortgage and this kind of stuff or, or uh, giving proper advice and doing it in a more sustainable way, etc., uh, isn't also something which can be very purposeful. But there still is a hierarchy of, of needs in society. And if you are not a doctor and not a teacher and not a policeman and not a fireman, you should at least accept that those people are more important than you are. So, and that's about being, being humble. And that's something which is totally lacking in our society. And I hope the crisis is a chance that this will change. But I'm very skeptical because when, it's, when the crisis is over, all this stuff is sometimes or often forget, forgotten very fast. Although on the other hand, you can say, if you just uh, see the development of the UN after the Second World War, I don't know, perhaps we're, we're starting to think about the climate crisis more or in a more profound way than we did until now or but but I, i'm very curious i i hope that our teachers and our our people who work in hospitals that their salaries will be uh, there will be a pay rise but but much more there will be a reflection going on on how what kind of society do we want to have mm. well yes and i i wonder if we will start seriously evaluating the shareholder capitalism model because because perhaps the heroes that will emerge from this uh, this crisis won't be the usual suspects. They will be uh, the CEOs who make the salary sacrifices. They will be those, you know, we've got a company here in the UK, Timpsons, who, um, who offer dry cleaning and uh, shoe repairs. And they've, they've closed all of their stores and they've guaranteed uh, wages for the next three months for example you know another 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 case uh and so maybe maybe there will be a, a re a resetting of what we celebrate in business uh, and uh, not to mention the fact that as we saw in the financial crisis it was off 
let's take uh, Handel's Banken, for example, right? Uh, yeah, we've had one example. of their guys on on a on a show. They they came through the the crisis pretty much unscathed. Uh, and again, I think we can make predictions here that that the most progressive companies will be in the best position at the end of this. And so it will not just be the fact that we're perhaps choosing to celebrate some of these companies. It will be these companies are the ones that are successful and the ones that are still around and still making an impact. And for that very reason, uh, we'll, we'll be looking to them more. Uh, the, the true adherence to shareholder capitalism, not, not those deciding declarations. I mean, we also have, let's say, for this... Not shareholder, part. should I say. Not shareholder capitalism, but no. uh, the true adherence to what might we call that, sort of stakeholder capitalism or people-first capitalism. But if, you have, but if you have, let's say, this security and this trust and this uh, mutual responsibility, you have a total... There's a, a huge rest in the company. So a, this, everybody works pretty, pretty efficiently because there is no fear. And if you talk about psychological safety, for instance, we also did in the past, if you talk about psychological safety, that's psychological safety. So I'm really interested what all those all those companies who talked in the past about psychological safety and our people are so important. Um, I really I'm really interested how they act on what they said in the past. Uh, but if you have this in place, you have a you have a, a huge commitment on on this third part of the strategy. Are we going to win in comparison? To other companies and we will we definitely will because there's are so much projects in place uh, because we're not paralyzed by fear so it's this idea of 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 of, of the snake who's sitting there and, and 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 the rabbit is just waiting and and doesn't do anything until the snake hits or bites and we're not waiting we're running all the time so so the example I took as, as just to make it, let's say, more, more, more visualize it. I said, we're going with a pretty fast car, moving into the garage. And after three months, the garage opens again and there's a Formula One car which drives out because we really worked hard on this. And this is something which, I mean, I will not go into details because, I mean, it wouldn't be, let's say, from a competitive point of view, uh, the smartest thing to do. Uh, I, I would like to just, to, just to say, Please, companies, if you put your people in the first place, try to use this also as a huge opportunity to come back with your Formula One car and try to gain as much as market share as possible. And we, we will also try, for instance, to declare we want to become market leader in the Netherlands. Uh, and people, and we'll, that, that will be just one of those projects in the, in, 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 in the coming months, will say, okay, we want to hire 10 times more people we are now. Because we want to become market leader. So, do you really want to work for a no asshole company? This is this is the chance. We are not going to hire you immediately because we we also have to wait until the crisis is over. But you can already take your seat on the virtual bench. Right. And this virtual bench role already existed before, but now it's very easy to fill this virtual bench with a huge amount of people who say, "Okay, in this crisis, there's this asset test. Let's have a look around." What is the company I really would like to work for? Because the company I work for now has shown that it's not a company which cares about me in difficult times. Yeah, yeah, I see that. And this, and, and as you speak, I'm inspired. You know, you're creating this fabulous metaphor of you, of you coming out of this crisis as a Formula One car. 
Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I just, for instance, uh, during the weekend, I just uh, went to uh, uh, to my bookshelf and just took some books out. And I think um, because everybody knows Simon Sinek, I, I I I like this book even even better. Why leaders eat last. Uh, and 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 he he takes the army as an example. And I think people expect in difficult mm. times that that let's say people who are more mature or older and it they, they, it's not always about hierarchy but people who have more life experience or are older uh, they should take the lead and, and 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 be role models in companies and in the army it's very clear and 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 simon sinek and i didn't re- read the book uh, this weekend but in the past and he says our people are willing who are in the lead to risk their lives for their people can you name me any ceo who is willing to do this and that's something which works. The solidarity, in a, in the most extreme form, works in the army. And 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 that's something. I mean, I and I'm I'm not. I I don't have a background of uh, let's say serving in the army at all. So I'm a totally pacifist, so to say. But what I like is the solidarity and this role model. And 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 leaders leaders should take the lead. And they didn't. They 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 should say okay. Can I give my salary to the company or or just try to imagine what happens to anybody I will lay off? And what situation is this person? Is there another salary? Uh, what will happen to this person? Is he able to pay the mortgage? Uh, does the person have uh, children, etc.? So it's also about emo- emotional intelligence. And I also took another uh, book. And this is, uh, this is also a pretty, uh, pretty known. Uh, of a professor, and it's called the last lecture, which has been also on uh, on a TED talk, but also Christopher Christensen uh, did a, did a great lecture on that. So it's about 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 being human and 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 just leading uh, by example. But it doesn't have to be the CEO of a company. But it makes sense that the CEO of a company uh, who who takes in a lot of companies those decisions. Uh, tries to be an example for his or her people. I'm back for part two of my conversation with Tom van der Lubbe from Visi in the Netherlands. We're talking about your current situation. We were talking about how the nature of Visi and the fact that you've adopted Holacracy, but which for those who don't know is a way of organizing your company that distributes authority throughout the organization. We call this a self, self-managed organization or self-organized uh, company. This is something that has allowed you to respond very quickly to the current crisis. Uh, and uh, in, a, in a way that is actually setting you up to be even stronger and more successful coming out of this. And one thing we got to right at the end of the conversation was sometimes we describe organizations like Visi as a, as a quote, leaderless organization. But it struck me as you were talking as you were describing this metaphor of Vizzy going into the garage during this uh, this crisis and coming out as a as a supercar, the metaphors you were using, the, your attitude to this really did strike me as as an act of leadership. So the question then becomes: Well, are you being a leader within this quote leader leaderless organization? Um, interesting question. I really think that when companies are built on strong values, that everybody acts as a leader uh, in those companies. So 
just to take a totally different example, a lot of people know Patagonia. I think that a lot of people are really uh, living the purpose of Patagonia. They they will fight for climate change. They will be engaged in their communities. Uh, and on the one hand, you have the founder uh, who is a very, let's say, strong value-oriented person. But on the other hand, you see the, 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 the current CEO who just came from outside, huh? Rosa Marcario, who, uh, who was one of the first who posted, uh, I think a week and a half ago, that they would close down all the shops and also the company, but they would pay uh, the salaries. Uh, that's leadership. And she was, she was not the founder, for instance. So I think also companies are very strongly based on values, also attract people with a strong values. And then it's easy that those people who say, okay, this is really the company I want to work for, this whole purpose topic, that they also behave with a, with a sense of leadership in times of crisis because they have those values in their own DNA. Okay. So I wonder if it would be better calling this style of organization a leaderful, a leaderful organization or leadershipful organization. You have it. I mean, you also have it in, if you take uh, Simon Sinek and you talk about his book, Why, and his TED Talk. One of the, one of the famous, famous examples he uses is Martin Luther King. And, and, and he says, when I, I mean, I, I, I didn't took the book uh, this morning or yesterday, but when I remember uh, correctly, he says, um, and, I, I, and I think this is the case in a lot of uh, situations, people didn't go on the street because of Martin Luther King. No, because they wanted to express their opinion, their opinions on that. And you have this nowadays uh, 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 as well. So I just think that movements that can be climate change, but it was in the 70s where people, who, uh, let's say, uh, demonstrated for peace or against nuclear missiles, etc. People have a kind of, of 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 purpose for themselves, and then and then you have a kind of framing, and it can be Patagonia if you if you if you like outdoor sports, and also want to save, let's say, nature. Then then you have a possibility of bringing yourself to work with your whole purpose and your whole energy, perhaps sometimes also your anger, and then people act on this. And that's what's happening at the moment. So on the one hand, you see positive examples, companies acting responsibly uh, with solidarity, like Patagonia, and then everybody says, great, we like Patagonia, and everybody's liking uh, uh, this, this, this messages on LinkedIn. And on the other hand, you have the shitstorm example, where companies are laying off people and then you have a negative shit storm which says no you can't do this in times of crisis uh companies should behave with solidarity etc so i just think that if we have a kind of company and have a kind of value set and a kind of purpose then people say okay that's the company i would like to work for and then they behave automatically in the way we would like people to behave all right so for you, it's all about the, D the DNA, 
well, it's the DNA of the company and how you set the company up. It's what that company then attracts in terms of the type of people who want to work there. Perhaps they're naturally more inclined to show leadership uh, traits when under stress. It's, 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 a good, it's also a good quote in holacracy that the purpose is, let's say, the CEO of the company. And purpose I think that's is the CEO the, of the company. Say that again. So oh explain so that. You're not you're not you're not you're not you're not obeying a person. No. You're hmm. you're following the purpose. So I would say what makes purpose oriented companies strong? That there is a purpose which is not linked to the person. That can be the person who founds the company or who is in charge, etc. This is just somebody who at that moment perhaps helps to yeah, for a certain period of time or but it also can be much more uh, or many more people if you have a lot of let's say organizations where where, where people do a lot of non-profit work etc there is not so clear who's in charge and and if you have a rotation principle for instance okay now i am the one who is let's say doing this uh, podcast videos and, and, and doing the media etc but also let's say in consultancy companies or in, in, in law firms there is much clearer and and those companies also can have a certain purpose perhaps they are less known to us but for instance governments if you would say certain governments would say our purpose is living the democracy then the president is just for a certain period of time the one who is trying let's say to to communicate this purpose and then if you communicate the purpose you have this old link again to the state as an example and if you say what's the purpose of a country then it's the constitution eh? it's about or the french revolution i often use as an example eh? Liberté, égalité, fraternité. So th these are the three. You can perhaps not goals, but that's that's the purpose of the French state, and the president of the French state is the one who takes care for for this, let's say, claim of the French state of the French society for a certain period of time, and that's something I think CEOs when companies are very strong and very long-term oriented or very purposeful, then you have probably exactly the same. Right. So could we can infer from what you've said that in these times, it may be valuable for leaders to reflect on that, reflect more deeply on the purpose of the organization and, and seek to serve that. I think it's on all levels. Huh? So it's very interesting that you already have on a on a on a on a let's say society level the discussion starts will this crisis be a turning point in let's say the whole discussion about capitalism so if you take let's say the the campaign of the financial times reset capitalism it's not so long ago a few months ago okay it's not exactly the same date as the coronavirus at the moment but let's say from a historic a historical perspective if you would say okay let's try to go 50 years in the future 
what will this crisis uh what effect will this crisis have on an economic point of view will this about re uh, this discussion reset capitalism will this be the turning point in 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 getting away from from shareholder value capitalism to multi-stakeholder capitalism and you also have this in on the level of the companies is this a turning point where in companies we really start to discuss what is the essence uh, raison d'être i don't know the english word what's what's the reason for being of a company is this to make as much as profit as possible and then you have the level of uh, the, the the let's say the, the individual uh, human being where you at the at the moment discussions have is it is it is it useful that the most brilliant people are optimizing uh, uh, e-commerce companies and 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 algorithms behind that and and in our health system we're not able to really act on 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 this corona crisis so so the IT structure of com, uh, the uh, let's say comparison sites of uh, easyJet tickets they have they have the brilliant people and and if you talk about uh, uh, the reaction and also the speed how fast our governments are able to react on the pandemic crisis then you find out that they have to count the amount of people with these illnesses and they are still sending uh let's say those cases by fax that was a huge scandal in switzerland as an example right but 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 if i search on the internet for a flight and i have skyscraper or all those companies how they are called there are those brilliant people who are just able to optimize uh open software uh stuff to react much faster on that so i think you will have this discussion on a lot of levels is this a turning point? Yes or no? Yeah, I think so. And I, I, I think it could, it could be, couldn't it? It could certainly accelerate that that conversation. I think the people's relationship to the brands that are not people, people first, are not stakeholder driven, is will 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 change. People, I think that people will remember the behaviors of some of the firms right now um, that are putting shareholders first. Uh, and yeah, you all, have you already also had you already had also in the i even don't know if i use this example uh in 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 your podcast in the past but you have this development of boycott so you have a boycott which was oh yeah invented but which was invented in ireland you can just find it on wikipedia very interesting and then boycott people found out that their power their collective power is much bigger than they thought it would be and in our let's say consumer society i don't know if you know this artist i shop and therefore i am i just forgot the name you have uh so it's it's i mean it's uh, it's not i think and therefore no it's i shop and therefore i am in those in our society which is totally let's say exploding of overconsumption you already had this kind of niche to have this huge amount of stuff or is less more and i think in this kind of crisis where where let's say companies don't behave in a very i mean people expect 
solidarity. And if you do exactly the opposite, I think at the moment that people just say, okay, I'm not going to buy from this company because I just read that they don't care at all about their about their people. So it could be a kind of turning point that people say, okay, I saw this in this crisis. I just make a list of all those companies who really behave badly. Yeah, bring on the buy the buy cot. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think there's something good for what what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. And and you have nowadays the the, the let's say the 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 possibility of spreading this kind of stuff in a very fast way. That's the viral effect. So yeah. the, vi the viral effect, which we didn't understand for a long time because we have difficulties with, with let's say, understanding exponential functions. Yeah, it goes so fast, we really don't understand this. The human brain has a huge problem understanding the exponential function. Yeah. And that's why we're always amazed all the time that the amount of dead people uh, uh, doubles or goes up with 30%, etc. But this viral effect, you could also use this viral effect in a positive way. So if you take the bicot and there is a company who lays off a lot of people and it has an owner who is a billionaire and it wouldn't be any problem to just continue to pay those people and somebody would post this and says, look here, just have a look, this is the net value or the net worth of this owner and 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 this is the amount of money he saves or she saves, but mostly he uh, saves with uh, uh, laying off those people. So we just decide we're not going to buy from this company anymore. Yeah, I th I and, think we could. We get. I mean, there's an example right now in the UK. So one of the the pub change here, pub chains here, they they mm -hmm. they've said that they're going to pay their staff late. Uh, they're closing the pubs and they're going to pay their staff late, uh, which of course is putting you know a huge amount of stress and anxiety on these uh, individuals. And somebody has um, daubed, you know, they've graffitied one of these pubs saying, pay your staff. And that photo has spread far and wide, right, across the internet. Yeah. Uh, so I think you're absolutely right that uh, the, the public shaming of these, these companies who are playing capitalism in a different way uh, is, it, it, it has such power now and can reach such a huge audience so quickly. Yeah, that that it. I think it will have a lasting impact on some of these brands. And you have you have the opposite example. For instance, yesterday evening I uh, posted and because I saw it uh, on the internet, um, and uh, it's uh, Banco Santander, uh, which is also pretty known in uh, in the UK. And it, the the owner uh, or one one of the let's say biggest owners of the Banco Santander is uh, the family Botin. Of, or I don't know if I if I pronounce it uh, correctly, uh, and 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 the 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 woman who is the CEO of uh, of this um, Anna Anna Botin, uh, she um, uh, she did a post uh, I don't know one day ago, and um, and uh, she said I'm just taking it because I have my iPhone here, um, uh, and, and she just publishes on the internet. And that's, and that's what nowadays works very well eh? because everybody can see it immediately and people like it. In Spain, we employ 29,000 people and we will not lay off employees temporarily or otherwise during the pandemic. The months ahead will continue to bring change. Let's remain 
vigilant and stay healthy, I'm confident we will emerge stronger by continuing to work together. Yeah. So and then and then what happens? I don't know how many people like this uh, this post. And 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 there you just you have a separation. On the one hand, you have people who behave in a way people expect this. People should do this, and this is a family who has billions. And on the other hand, you have people who have billions in own companies, and then they lay off people. And people say, how is it possible that people who are so wealthy behave in such an egoistic way? Yeah. Well, and and to to be fair, you know, capitalism has rewarded them to do so. You know, the whole the whole society, the game of capitalism, has rewarded them to to seek wealth. Uh, we we celebrate them on the pages of our the most prominent magazines. You know, we yeah. we celebrate the billionaires. We uh, so they they played the game that they've been asked to play, and they've succeeded at it. So in you know, in some sense, all of us could have been tempted in similar ways, given the the opportunities that those individuals have had. So I, you know, I see this as is potentially an opportunity to change the rules of the game, to change the the carrots and the sticks, to 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 change how we, how we relate to this thing. Yeah, we call capitalism. Yeah, but I I I I I had um I mean I knew that it was like that. But the interesting thing is that there is a lot of research done on how successful companies are, and. And what is very hopeful, and that's why I really would like to invite all those people who are in charge of, of those companies and, and, and have, to, have the power to decide on these topics, to really have a look on this. Companies who act in a responsible way and, 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 and took, let's say, a responsible way how, and of dealing with crisis, they really came out better after the crisis and we're also and if people are let's say see themselves as shareholder driven they are more successful so even if you would say i don't care at all about my people i just want to have to max i want to maximize profits i still can say if you if you act in a human way and if you show solidarity it's from an economic point of view a wise decision yeah i mean that's not my that's not my starting point as as let's say our uh company and i'm not and, and it was before the crisis we have we have 4.9 on a 5.0 scale of trust pilot for our clients although our clients are second uh so companies who who, who act very on let's say impactful they have better returns so that's the interesting thing again that those people think that they are totally wise and they take from their their point of view a very wise economic decision but it's it's even from their point of view not a wise decision and that's what i like about it because if it would be that the people who act in a human way are the ones who have let's say um a problematic returns afterwards then you would say, I like your approach, but you're ruining, you're ruining your company or you just don't earn enough. But that's not the case. It's the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So I, would, I, would, really, I would, really, would really ask to ask all those people who are really shareholder value oriented and really want to please their, 
their stock owners to dive into this topic before you lay off your people and really have a look about this and say to your shareholders, if you really want to have high returns, we should not lay off our people. Yeah. And you need look no further than Handel's Banking, you know, the, uh, which is another yeah, self-organized, sure. you know, highly self-organized organization who came out pretty much unscathed from the financial crisis, right? So that's, that's always the example I also take in the Netherlands. We have three big banks in the Netherlands, ING, ABN Emro, and Rabobank. Rabobank is the old cooperative bank. It's the bank of the farmers. And they are a um, world market player and still doing agricultural loans, etc. The Rabobank was the only bank which came through the crisis without support of the state. ING and ABN, Emro had to be saved by the government. It's exactly the same as Handelsbanken and other banks in Scandinavia. So it's it's really, really interesting uh, that that this this very I don't know, it's a kind of people are in a kind of framing and they they don't question if their framing or their conclusions are correct or right. It's the same with the bonus system. Bonus is counterproductive. So if you really want to have a productive workforce, you should abolish your bonuses. Mm. Same topic. So well, let's always, see. I, I mean, would... this this may this may be a, uh, a, a yeah a situation where we yeah where we really see we we get so with the financial crisis financial crisis gave us some evidence that this style of organization was superior when it comes to surviving crises and but it really only well it mainly applied to the financial sector. This is going to be cross practically all sectors. So perhaps we're going to accumulate even a biggest, a bigger evidence set this time around. Should we, should we I, I, take, I, I, I just, I just, I just want to add one thing. I mean, because you always have discussion on this topic, I always would admit that there are examples on very difficult industries where in the end you will find out that you don't have any other alternative. So, but we're always discussing this, say, what's your first reaction? Is your first reaction to take the extra sheet and just say, cascading? Or is the first reaction, the dumbest reaction is to take the extra sheet? The second best option is if you want to have all the people to work less, 20% uh, less, because then you have the same effect. And the third and the most intelligent step would be to ask the people to discuss uh, the topic or the goal of of saving 20% in their teams, and then you will find out that some people will work 60% afterwards because because they can afford, and otherwise they they can't afford to work 20% less because they are divorced and they have to raise two children or something like that, and they will still work 100%. So, and that's the point I want to make. And I, I don't want to make the point that, for instance, I don't know airliners. Uh, difficult, difficult subject, difficult industries, and these are the examples which are taken then to put an opposite opinion against what we're discussing here. That's that's not that's not where the discussion is about. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a look at your meme. Uh, so I'm going to share screen now for those watching. Uh, this is, uh, yeah. Talk us talk us through this that you've created. 
Yeah, it's um, it's let's say we uh, we are a number one great place to work uh, company in the Netherlands. Uh, if you talk about the category uh, of uh, 50 people, we are uh, uh, around 40 people now. And um, uh, today, uh, just coincidence, but today it was published that uh, we we are on this list again. They didn't they didn't tell. Uh, who will be the winner because this event is cancelled and it will take place i don't know exactly when and then they will say who's number one we don't know if we are number one again or number two or number three and we said we even don't care because that's not important at the moment who's number one or who's number two or who's number three so we really want to focus and 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 pay attention on on and ask people to pay attention on how companies treat their employees during this crisis. And um, because it really uh, it says it speaks volumes uh, for their core ethics. So and yeah, let's read it out. Pay attention to how companies yeah. treat their employees during this time. It speaks volumes to their core ethics. Yeah. And what we really want to uh, stress is um, that in normal times, when you don't have a crisis, the topic also plays in huge role how people are treated but now you see it eh, this kind of acid test we talked before in the in the first part of the interview you see those examples and we really want want to stress uh, if you see this act on this and eh? so you have you can as a consumer uh, you can have an influence you can decide do i buy my stuff at the company where they just laid off the people or and where they don't treat their people well or do I buy my stuff at a company where they have a human approach, where they know what solidarity means? And you still, you already see what that, that uh, this behavior takes place. So people are asking around in the neighborhood. They, they think about buying in the grocery just around the corner and they ask, how are you going? How are you doing? There's a lot of interaction also going in, 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 in with the neighbors, uh, people putting uh notes uh, shall i help you shall i go you to the grocery and uh, and this kind of stuff. and that's what people like people like to care for each other and and that's what we want to stress so it's not about are we number one great place to work we don't care let's try to to do a kind of pledge i don't know if it's called pledge or do a kind of appeal or that people take care about each other but also try to influence this and you have this example of which is called bycott uh, we live yeah, which in is, our yeah, consumer yeah which is just that. so this is the the, the buy talk by bycott opportunity yeah, yeah. Uh, you use use your power as a consumer to uh, to make a stand that's where yeah. it's about it's about standing and not about branding take yeah. a stand as a consumer that's right. So it's almost like, yeah, okay. So it's, it's like be, be, we talk about purpose organizations, value-driven organizations, be a purpose-driven, value-driven consumer. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there's a very uh, important and, 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 and good example in the Netherlands. It's called Tony Chocolonely. It's a, it's a chocolate uh, brand. And they said, we want to have 100% slave-free chocolate. And I, it just took them a couple of years before they were 100% slavery free chocolate presumably yeah, yeah, <laughs> not yeah, slavery yeah, chocolate yeah, yeah, because, yeah because 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 they said this uh, this chocolate stuff is uh, is is done by small children um and and but they become market leader and i 
and just a very simple and small example where people when they go to buy this chocolate say okay it's something which where i can make a difference so let's buy that chocolate but you also have it with the max Havelaar label now that you can decide do it by this kind of bananas where i know it's fair trade so in this whole fair trade organization or fair trade uh, development which you probably which goes which started probably in the 70s something like that that really had a huge influence so let's try not to underestimate our influence uh we have as consumers yeah which I I also think, for instance, people who apply for jobs afterwards. So I would also say all those people who are working in companies when the crisis is over, make another list of companies who really behave well, make a list of them, study them uh, when you are at home now. And, and when the crisis is over, really think about, uh, uh, am I working in the right company or should I better move from uh let's say to banco santander that's the, the example i mentioned because they behaved well yeah no that's 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 great um and it echoes actually one of uh the last guest uh tom zaki who runs TerraCycle in the in the u.s you know this big commercial recycling firm i know he him. says yeah he says exactly the same thing you know the, this power of the you know the vote is in the dollar right so or in your pound or your euro uh much more powerful much more powerful what we do with our with our money than what we do with our vote at the ballot box right now so yeah you're echoing and, and then that would be another prediction i would i would make you know there's, that's another company i could fully expect to come out stronger from this crisis okay well uh perhaps that's uh that brings us to to conclude of, of part two of this conversation. I mean, that that's, that seems to be the pertinent message that we want to leave people with here. Yeah, let's try. I mean, we have a double purpose, change finance and change work. But in times of crisis, let's try to change society. It's also a huge opportunity. Yeah, huge opportunity. Okay, well, thank you once again. Uh, yeah, look forward to, to stitching this part one and, and part two of this together and, and we'll get it out as a full episode to people. Um, and yeah, for people who need, so, so just and for those who do need uh, mortgage advice, in, in what are the markets you, you operate in? No, we're only, we're only in the Netherlands, so it doesn't play any role. So all the stuff we do also internationally, it doesn't have any effect on our business, which is but, perhaps very good. Because then everybody knows we're not doing this because it's uh, it's uh, let's say purpose washing. Uh, because I mean we 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 are not active in the UK. So yeah, but for anybody who happens to be listening in the Netherlands, yeah, but but even 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 then, you know, let's say most most people uh, just uh, come by uh, as referrals. Uh, also, the people who work for us. Eh? So and that's and 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 that works perfectly well. So, but. It's right. Probably 25%, for instance, of the people who work for us, they, they find out by articles or podcasts, etc. and say, okay, that's a company I really like because it's purpose-driven. Yeah. Hmm. That could be that Dutch people listen to this UK podcast or English podcast and say, oh, I need a mortgage. But Pretty unlikely, you're saying. But pretty unlikely. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, nonetheless, thank you for your contribution. Uh, that fantastic conversation and uh, yeah thank you for your time thanks tom yeah let's let's try to change society
<laughs> thanks, thanks for your, thanks for your, uh, let's say time, not only time but also your energy because it must yeah. be a immense amount of energy you need to create such great podcasts every week because you have a speaker every week and I and I, I I always see in my inbox another episode and say how is this guy doing this incredible so uh, I I applaud for you. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, uh, yes. As you say, let's use our, your euros and dollars and pounds and whatever else wisely over, over this uh, next period. Adios. Thank you. The Being Human podcast was brought to you by First Human. For more on First Human's human-focused coaching and leadership programs, head to firsthuman.com